we can see how technologically advanced these people really were. It shocks modern archaeologists because they don't know how it's done. Hey guys, what was the world like before the Flood, also known as the Antediluvian Period? What I'm going to describe to you in this video is going to blow you away. Because it's going to sound like almost like a fantasy world, only that it was real. And so we're going to look at the Bible, other ancient writings, and also archaeology. Are you ready for this? Let's start with the people first in the time before the flood. Genesis 5 verse 3 to 5. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. So the first thing we realize is that people got old. They lived hundreds of years. It's not like today. Think about what this means. If you lived at that time, you could have known your great, 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 great granddad. So most of the grandchildren at that time probably heard the creation stories from Adam and Eve directly, firsthand. Methuselah, who is Noah's grandfather, lived to be the oldest man that we know about. And he was 969 years old. Now, a lot of people say, well, that can't be true. We can't believe that. The scale was probably different. 100 years for them was probably 10 years. Well, they don't think further than that. What it actually means, what they are saying. Because Mahalalal and Enoch fathered their first sons at 65 and at 70 years old. So, think about it. If 100 years represents 10 years, these guys would have been 6 and 7 years old. A father at 6 and 7? I don't think so. Remember, when God created Adam, He said that he was good, perfect, right? That was before sin came into the world. Also Eve, they were perfect. DNA, perfect. Perfect human beings. Your great-great-great-great-grandparents were perfect. And they could have lived in the Garden of Eden for many years, maybe even a hundred years. Because remember, they only got Seth when Adam was 130 years old. But when sin came into the world, everything changed. Imperfections came into the DNA of humankind, especially if you look at thousands of years. We die earlier. We're not getting better, like evolutionists say. We're getting worse. We're dying much earlier. Ken Ham explains it very well in the New Answer book. When the first two people were created, they were perfect. Everything God made was very good. Genesis 1 verse 31. That means their genes were perfect. No mistakes. But when sin entered the world because of Adam, in Genesis 3 verse 6, God cursed the world so that the perfect creation then began to degenerate that is, suffer death and decay. Romans 8 verse 22. Over a long period of time, this degeneration would have resulted in all sorts of mistakes occurring in the genetic material of living things. 
Now also remember, because the DNA was so good, right, and because they had to multiply on the earth, remember, it says that Adam and Eve, they had Seth, and then many other children, right? So that's where Cain found his wife. At that time, brothers and sisters, they married because the DNA was perfect. There's no imperfections. That would only happen 2,500 years later, which is a long time for imperfections to creep in. And then God gave the command to Moses and says, for the nation of Israel, brothers and sisters cannot marry each other. Now, let's just go back to the time before the flood. The people at this time who were perfect, who were strong, men and women, that lived for many hundreds of years, they lived in a, in a brutal, evil world. There were a lot more animals. Today, there are a lot of animals that are extinct. Back then, lions, bears, dragons called Tanyin in the Bible. A world of, of wickedness when the Nephilim came, the mighty men of old, the giants also uh, in certain translations. The Bible says that fallen angels came down, demons, slept with the woman on earth and they brought forth the Nephilim, mixed breeds between humans and fallen angels. You had to be a strong human being to survive in this world. This was an extremely evil world. Men became more wicked over time as well. That's why Genesis 6 verse 5 says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So imagine living in this evil, brutal, harsh world, being a godly man, wanting to worship God, living righteously. You had to probably build safe camps for you and your family. And over time, especially if you lived hundreds of years, you would have probably started your own tribe or clan. And imagine all the knowledge that you would gain over hundreds of years. I mean, people today, when they are 50, 60, 70 years old, I like to listen to them because they have a lot of experience and they gained a lot of knowledge. Imagine people who are 700, 800, 900 years old. We see this with Cain, how he started whole cities. Genesis 4 verse 16. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Wow, <laughs> he built his own city. Imagine that. Now, the Bible only describes the lineages, the family trees of only the firstborns, right? The males. But it doesn't explain all the other people that could have lived at that time. I believe there were a lot more people than people today think there were. Imagine how many kids you could have had in 900 years. According to the Guinness Book of Records, the greatest officially recorded number of children born to one mother is 69. To the wife of Theodore Veselov between 1707 and 1782. A peasant from Shuya, Russia. In 27 confinements, she gave birth to 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets and four sets of quadruplets. Now again, Imagine how many kids you could get if you were a perfect female at that time, right? Because there were not a lot of imperfections yet. And if you lived 900 years, oh my goodness, you could have had a lot of kids to start a whole tribe, clan, a 
this whole city by herself. That's exactly what Cain did. And we also see that from his other children as well. And we can see how technologically advanced these people really were. Genesis 4 verse 17. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Erat, and Erat fathered Mahuyel, and Mahuyel fathered Methushal, and Methushal fathered Lamech. And Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. So this shows us that one man could have had a lot of children, because a lot of them could have had more than one wife. Verse 20, Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. So they weren't dumb. They didn't live just in caves and were like ape men. Not only do evolutionists lie about this, they've lied about many other things as well. But they never come out with the truth and said, oh, we lied about this. It only happens when they are caught. Like the well-known Piltdown Man. They found the cranium belonged to a modern human and the jawbone belonged to an orangutan or a chimpanzee. It was all deceivingly put together to look old and to match. They even filed down the teeth. And then we have the Nebraska man. It was named in 1922. From a human-like tooth found in Nebraska, they used one tooth to build an entire species of primitive man, fully complete with even his family. Further excavations revealed that the tooth actually belonged to a peccary, which is a type of pig. No, God says that He created you. If you are an ape man or you come from evolution, then you have no purpose, you have no meaning, and your life means absolutely nothing. You just live like this amount of time here on earth and this short temporary world and you die and that's it. But Genesis 1 verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So evolutionists say that you are here by chance, right? Because a bunch of chemicals mixed together, basically a piece of dirt. And from this piece of dirt, slowly, over millions of years, evolved in an ape and a better ape man, and voila, a human after millions of years. But God says, I created you in my image. He loves us, he's got a purpose for us. We are not just some mistake. You know, <laughs> when uh, demons see that humans are falling for the lies of evolution, they probably think, man, <laughs> This is so funny. We didn't think they would even fall for this stupid lie. Wow, Lucifer, you're so great, father of lies. Wow, it actually worked. You know, Hitler said, if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. All right, well, let me stop just going to this direction and let's move back to Cain's family. We stopped at Lamech. Verse 19. And Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. So they weren't dumb. They didn't struggle to create tools. They even created tools, had the time, apart from just tools for survival, they had the time to create tools for music, to enjoy music. 
like the lyre and pipe. Verse 22. Zillah also bore Tubal Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. All right, so it's pretty straightforward. They weren't just cavemen that just stuck with rocks and just um, wood to create their tools. They knew how to forge instruments with iron and bronze. I do not believe that we are getting smarter like the evolutionists say. I think we're getting dumber. We're just building from what the previous generation taught us. I mean, Adam walked with God in the garden for a long time. He even named all the animals in one day. How much do you think God could have taught Adam and Eve all that time that they've spent in the garden? Whew, a lot. And how much do you think that Adam and Eve could have told their kids, their grandkids, their great-grandchildren? Because think about this. The flood happened with Noah, right? But Noah's father was still alive when Adam was still alive. He was 65 years old. Excuse me, no, no, not 65, 56 years old. So Noah could have learned that from his people there, his parents, his grandparents, his aunts, his, I mean, from everyone. And then after the flood, he taught the same things to his children. Genesis 9 verse 28. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years and he died. So if we look at the population of the world at that time, you have Cain who went east, right? And he started a whole city and his children and they started whole clans and a lot of the people probably spread in that area. And I believe a lot of them were prob probably evil. Lamech, <laughs> probably the worst of them all. In verse 23, we read, Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. So not only did he try to say that he was worse than Cain, who killed his brother, he wanted to boast about the man that he's killing. I mean, it's just, oh man, it's just evil. But when we look at the other side, when we look at Adam and Eve's other children after Seth, we see that a lot of them chose to worship God, especially in the time of Enosh. Verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel. For Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So here you have different groups of people. You have a lot of people who choose to live in sin, like Lamech, some of Cain's descendants. And then you have people who truly wanted to worship God, some of Seth's descendants. So you have all these people and they spread throughout the world over time, started clans, cities. And so you have this whole population over the world. And we see evidence of it even today. This is what Josephus wrote. Cain only cared about gaining material things and pleasing his flesh. His wife is called Themek. Cain was 15 years old when he killed Abel and began to build cities. He created seven cities in total. The name of the first city according to the name of his son Enoch. The name of the second city Mauli. Then Leith, Tez, Leska, Kaleth, and the seventh Lebath. 
I'm not saying 100% that these other writings are accurate, but it is interesting and they are very old. So a lot of it could have been true, especially this. Now let's take a look at archaeology, just a little bit to make things interesting. Archaeology that we found today from the pre-flood world. It's a lot of people that are trying to hide this. Number one, the Black Sea Settlement. 12 miles off the coast of Turkey, Dr. Robert D. Ballard, the same person who discovered the Titanic, found this civilization 300 feet under the surface. He found artifacts, stone implements, and carved beams, and so forth. I, I mean, there's a lot. I don't have a lot of time to go into this in detail. Let's move on to the second one. Kobleki Tepe. One of the oldest and most mysterious cities dating back to pre-flood times. This is a massive piece of architecture, older than any other man-made structure found anywhere. Some even said it's the Garden of Eden, built of 43, maybe more, different megaliths, huge pillars over 16 feet, that's around 5 meters tall. You know, some of these ancient structures, we, even with our best technology today, can't replicate it, because it was built with such precision. I believe most of these big monoliths, you know, these big boulders and stuff were moved around by the Nephilim, the giants of old. Now, let me just share a little bit more on this. Kobleki Tepe was found in modern-day Turkey. They found these massive circular structures with these huge pillars. These pillars weigh 7 to 10 tons and is around 18 feet high. That is around 5 meters. Some stacked one on another. So just think a little bit for yourself. How in the world did they create these pillars? How did they move them all the way here? And how did they build it? I mean, it's just insane. Carbon dating says that it's older than 12,000 years. I believe more than six. And here's a very interesting thing. They also found drawings on it of animals carved in the stone and in 3D. This all in a period where evolution tells us there might have only been cave paintings. That's the most advanced it was supposed to be. This art has been done in extreme detail, with images of human beings and probably even Nephilim. Faces on top of pillars. And let me ask you, where else have you seen this type of art? 3D art, faces on top of bodies. Think about Egypt, the Sphinx. A lot of people, including myself, believe that it was built before the time period of the Flood. We cannot sensibly accept the insistence of Egyptologists that the Sphinx is just four and a half thousand years old. In the 90s, the rebuttal to any evidence suggesting otherwise was always... If it was built by a civilization or a culture that much earlier, where is the other evidence of this culture showing any archaeological site that dates to this period? Well, that got blown out of the water completely by the discovery of Gobekli Tepe. Located in Turkey, Gobekli Tepe was discovered by accident when a shepherd stumbled over a bunch of these old-looking stones out of the ground of this hillside. For many years, it was assumed to be nothing more than a medieval cemetery, and it wasn't until 1994 when German archaeologist Klaus Schmidt began studying the site that a lot of other scientists started to take it more seriously. Because once they started excavating the site, it was found to contain large circular structures supported by massive stone pillars, each weighing 7 to 10 tons, standing 18 feet high, with many of these stones stacked on top of each other. And most mysteriously of all, it seems to have all been deliberately buried in the ground all at once 
as if to preserve it or hide it altogether. And due to carbon dating of materials at the site, modern scientists have irrefutably dated it back to around 12,000 years ago. Meaning this site predates ancient Sumeria, the invention of writing and Stonehenge by more than 6,000 years. To put that into perspective, there was about as much time between the construction of Gobekli Tepe and the construction of Stonehenge as there was between the construction of Stonehenge and today, making Gobekli Tepe the oldest known megalithic site in the world. An eerie fact when you consider where else you've seen the dichotomy of an animal body with a human head. 11,600 years old, a giant megalithic site. My goodness, if you can make Gobekli Tepe, you can make the Sphinx. Now remember, I've just read to you how Cain went and created his own city, named after his own son. A lot of the people created whole towns and cities. If you can make a beautiful, amazing place like Obleki Tepe before the time period of the flood, you can create a lot of others as well. The, the time period here all lines up. This site has become the smoking gun evidence that the Sphinx likely is much older than we've been led to believe. And the dates when both of these sites were likely created lines up perfectly with the end of the last ice age. That is the date where it starts at Gobekli Tepe and precisely the date Plato gives for the destruction of Atlantis. So if Plato made it up, it's really weird that he picked a date that precisely coincides with the latest geological evidence on cataclysmic sea level rise at the end of the ice age. The evolutionists just believe that it was a time period of the Ice Age. Well, we know that the sea level rose at that time, not because of an Ice Age, but because of the Flood. Now also, if you look at the body of the Sphinx, the weather damage is not signs of wind and sand, but of water. So there's a lot of questions. I mean, if you go into this rabbit hole, you will never stop. Because you would think, okay, but how in the world did water get there all the way in the desert? Well, because there was a flood. And before the flood, that area was totally different. The world changed after the flood. Anyway, we need to move on. The Indus. They began building settlements in present-day India and Pakistan as early as 8,000 years ago, according to archaeologists, making them one of the earliest civilizations. In North America, the Chatata Wall. On Huber Farm in Cleveland, the farmer found a pre-flood thick wall three times longer than a football field. They found indecipherable inscriptions on it, but no one knows what it says. They don't know because that language does not exist anymore. It's from the pre-flood period. South America, Tiwanaku. Many people say this was the spiritual center of the Andes, and the old structures still remain. Lake Titicaca is also close by. The Puma Punku ruins are built impressively with perfect stone fitting so that even paper can't fit through. It shocks modern archaeologists because they don't know how it's done. Then there's also the Gateway of the Sun. The Andean legend says the god Viracocha rose from the lake Titicaca after a flood to help civilization on its feet again. Japan, the Yonoguni Monument, found underwater by a scuba diver. And it's over 180 by 150 feet. No one knows who built it. And the government of Japan is unfortunately not even looking into it. China. Rock paintings found on the Jincha River. This is in China's Yunnan province in the southwest and dated to more than 13,000 years ago, according to them. More than 70 rock paintings were discovered in this area. Northwest Arabia. Cattle cults. 
According to armstronginstitute.org, they found monumental rectangular stone structures or mustadals, Arabic for rectangles, scattered throughout Northwest Arabia as part of a prehistoric cattle cult. According to them, the stone structures, all of which were dated to the 6th millennium BCE, were characterized as the first large-scale monumental ritual landscape anywhere in the world and the earliest evidence for cattle cult in the Arabian Peninsula. Along with cattle-related remains and rock art, evidence showed that the mustadals were more than merely cattle pens. They were also used in ritualistic activity. Now, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? We've just read it a while ago. Genesis 4 verse 19 And Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. Now, I'm not saying that this is exactly Jabal's cattle cult that they found. I'm just saying that they found evidence of it. The time period matches up and the Bible also talks about it. So it confirms what the Bible says that there were people who had cattle. Now, let's focus a little bit in on the world at that time. The world power, in a sense. The world government, if I can call it that, government, um, was probably handed down from Adam to Seth. And they ruled part of their area of the world according to Josephus. Now, of course, we don't know if this is really true, but it could have been. The Bible doesn't write anything about this, but Josephus does. Of course, Adam had many children. They respected him. They knew he's our great-great-great-great-grandfather. Everybody knew he was the first human being. And he probably taught them a lot of things including that they should worship God. But as time went on, people became more evil. I mean, at the end, that's why God destroyed the world in the time of the flood, because people only thought evil all the time. So imagine some of Adam's descendants there living, trying to keep the peace, trying to be righteous men and women of God, and the world just becoming evil. So they could have probably be some of the peacekeepers trying to keep the peace and just stand for truth, especially in their territory. While you look at all these other territories, these people becoming more evil and evil, half-breeds coming in. I mean, demons are just evil. So now they come down, they sleep with the women of earth, and then you have these half-breeds that we know from other ancient writings that were very evil, and the people becoming more evil as well, just like Lamech. So people started to rebel against God. Some of them also even worshipped these demons and these Nephilim as gods. And it became so evil that this happened. Genesis 6 verse 9. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. And the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. 
and of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind. Two of every sort shall come into you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. Now, is evolution right? Did all the animals just get here on earth because they evolved over time and we as well? Or is it because the ark? Is it because of Noah that he was obedient to God and that we all can call him great, 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 great granddad? The animals that live here today, is that from the ark? Or is that from evolution? If it's from the ark, is it possible to bring all those animals on the ark? And what about the dinosaurs? I mean, there's a lot of questions you guys probably have, and I will answer it in the next video. Make sure you don't miss it. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so now. Thank you for the support, guys. I will see you in the next video. And always remember, life is short, so don't waste yours. Cheers.